Hello and welcome to the I Have a Face for Radio podcast. My name's Toby Sharp, aka The Hulk. Today we're going to talk about mental health and talking about mental health. So how you get it out in the open. The reason for this is because I got asked a question in the group a little while ago and I wanted to make sure I spend a bit of time on this before I actually answer it. I didn't want to just answer it off the cuff because experiencing it myself, it has a great importance to me. So let's get cracking. I've always suffered from mental health issues. When I was a kid up until I was about 18 or 19, I used to get voices in my head. I used to get white noise. I used to get all kinds of different shit. It was weird. The type, and when I get it, the voices in your head would be, you know, like a like talking in white noise. It was messed up until um, one second. I popped one day or one night when I probably numbed them all, killed them all off with Stella and vodka and uh, other substances. <coughs> Never got it again. And to this day, they've never come back. But I never really knew how to talk about it then because it's such a taboo subject. I've got a friend of mine that I've known for years who is um, quite severely schizophrenic. And I remember him, him saying to me, like, people would find him weird. He couldn't talk about it because of his condition. And it's only really his mates that understood like when when he was having an episode when his tablets weren't working or not taking his tablets. The best thing to do is get him in a car because he felt safe in the car. We'd drive around for a little bit and take him to Friendly Park and then they'd sort him out. They'd sort of get him back, in the, back on the straight and narrow. It'd take a little while, but we'll get him there eventually. So to some degree, obviously dealing with my own, problems and then helping people with others it's um it kind of took me by surprise when I had a friend of ours who admitted it at the time I hadn't seen him for a couple of years but you know it's one of those things I've known him since I was five or six years old so we didn't you know we didn't have to see each other all the time I've got another mate like that we don't we don't see each other but when we do we've we pick up like we hadn't seen each other yesterday we'd only seen each other yesterday but um I think you can guess really between the lines what happens. And he's the last person you'd expect to do that. The first thing you'd see when you saw this geezer was a smile. Or he'd always have a little joke, have a little bit of banter. But the guy was, he was a fucking amazing guy. I just didn't, didn't spend enough time making sure he was all right. But then, as I say, as you'll find out, it's not always obvious that someone is suffering because they're too busy helping other people do better in life. Now, this guy, as you'll find out in my book, we have a bit of history together. He actually, I'll never forget something that he did, but I'm not going to ruin it too much. But it's quite a funny story, the way that he did it, because at the time he must have been about 11 or 12 years old. But anyway... He had a big pair of bollocks on him. <laughs> so, moving forward, I never really knew how to talk about my mental health. I didn't want people thinking that I was weird. I was bullied enough at school as it was. I didn't want to have to go through um, 
Hamilton would have to be more of an outsider than he already was. And that sort of rolled over into my whole life. Again, up until a certain point, I was always really skinny. Then I got really fat through no fault of my own. I wasn't unhappy. I didn't think I was unhappy. I was more content. And the fact that my missus let me get away with buying a McDonald's after every bloody meal that we'd eaten. No wonder that I got to the size that I did. But again, looking back at it, there was maybe an underlying issue there that was causing me to overeat. So it goes from one extreme to the other. Overeating and not eating at all. As I'm sure you'll find out. So look, moving forward, because I don't want to bore you with my life story just yet. When it comes to mental health, as I said, I found it really hard to talk about. People would look at me as if I'm weird. I still think it now that people look at me as if I'm attention-seeking, which I don't give a fuck what people think. I don't care. All I hope is that someone reads it, they're inspired by my story, and they think, actually, I can do something to sort myself sort myself out, which is what it counts. It doesn't matter about what people think. And you don't have to tell anyone either. You can go and do these things in private. For me in particular, the service that's available to me is Talk Plus. Uh, as far as I'm aware, that's in the Hampshire area. And I'm currently on my second round of CBT. Now, fortunately, they're quite understanding of me. And they also said that you won't just have one round. I'll go through multiple rounds. Only because of the state that I'm in, which has been worsened recently by an event again. It will come out eventually. Um, but I've been having, I've, I've sort of, it's got worse over the last couple of years. I, I used to be a regional manager for one of the best companies in the Great Britain. Um, I had a bit of a moment where I thought I didn't want to be a regional manager anymore, even though I'd worked my arse off to get to that point. Kind of had a breakdown. Didn't even see it myself at the time that I was having issues. It wasn't until I'd after left the company, gone to work for another company, um, that I realised I was having issues. The issues got even worse when I was speaking to someone about it. Didn't give me any help, didn't give me any didn't talk to me about it, didn't ask if I was alright. Just carried on with something else as if as if it was a normal day. Again, I can't talk too much about it at the moment for that, that situation. However, there are people that know about it. Um, and it is in the process of being resolved right now. So I saw we I joined this training group a couple of years ago, and I saw that people were quite happy to talk about the issues they were going through, and a lot of them resonated with myself. A lot of them were very similar to what I was feeling or to what I was going through. In particular, the um, the OCD people always think oh, it's a clean freak. I am the furthest thing from a clean freak you can imagine. However, I do like things to be done in a certain order. I do. I am a bit germophobic, as in I wash my hands after I've been to the toilet three times. I'll dry my hands and wash them again, dry my hands, wash them again three times. Um, I do things like I'll lock the front door, I lock the back door, do that three times. I don't turn the lights off because we've got Alexa lights around the house, so I just have to say Alexa light off, I can see the lights off. It took me a while though to get used to that. Uh, there's other things like uh, the the toothbrush. So I use a manual toothbrush. My hygienist wants me to use an electric one. She doesn't understand the fact that I can't get out of that routine. It takes me a long time to restart a routine again. But I'm sure I can force myself into doing it. 
<clears throat> so anyway, talking about these bits of the group, things are resonating. I was like, actually, maybe if I tell my story as well, that might help someone out. So I did. Started talking about it, and then other people started talking about it. And then I thought it was actually time to get some help. So as I said, about a year ago, maybe over, over that now, over a year ago, it was before Christmas, uh, 2017, 2018, 2018, that I applied for CBT. Went to my doctor's, spoke to my doctor about it. He was a really nice guy, Dr. Nicholsway. Chatting away, and he said, listen, I don't want to give you tablets, but this is what I think you should do. And he then referred me to Talk Plus. Got a call from Talk Plus relatively quickly, and then got started even quicker. Once I got started, that little bit of routine, that bit of structure in my life, these bits and pieces, like a little bit of a puzzle to solve, actually really helped me out. And I was quite lucky that my therapist at the time was very understanding, also very helpful. Um, and I've just started another round again because I've had a bit of a, I've had a bit of a tough time over the last few months, and it's no fault of no fault of my wife's, but we're having a baby. While my wife was pregnant, she was ill quite a lot. Um, coming up to the point where he was going to be born, I was worrying about what was going to happen to Lily, like where she would go, because after all, she's my little princess. I was worried that my wife was going to die during the, during the birth, because she was there last time, but she was fucked up. And she, she didn't see the way she was. Like the reason that they gave her emergency C-section is because her blood pressure was dropping through his ass, And my baby, Lily, she was dropping out as well. So, you know, I got walked into theatre. I got told, say your goodbyes. And I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean say my fucking goodbyes? And they're like, no, you've got to go. You've got to get out of here. We're going to knock her out and get the baby out. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, my little girl was in my arms. And then, so, going back to... When the boy, he was due, I think it was about September time last year, I reapplied. I asked for the same therapist, which was my biggest mistake, because if I'd have said, I'm not bothered who I have, I would have got this one that I'm with now, Jay, and I am fucking coming along leaps and bounds again. But again, it's because I've got that structure in my life, I need that thing. And for me, I need to practice a little bit harder after we finished our sessions to keep going to keep you know keep myself on track but I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself these past two times we're not talking about the past we're just talking about how I can deal with shit and, and I do find it a lot easier I'm a lot less frustrated I'm a lot less angry I'm still just as talky as ever but you know again that's that's part of my personality excuse me so I also found that by me talking about it, by me talking to other people that were having the issues or, you know, might not be having the issues, I found it helped a lot of people to talk up. It gave people confidence to talk about it because they weren't feeling like it was some sort of taboo, like it was something they were going to be ostracised for. Because these days, this day and age, you know, one, you don't know how people are feeling. Two, mental health doesn't have a signpost, doesn't have illuminated lights. People can act normal. People you can think people are just normal, but they're twats. When in fact, actually, they've got a serious fucking problem. And that's what a lot of people used to think about me when I was younger. You know, you used to get the joke like, "Oh, how bipolar are you, Toby? You know, you're bipolar, you're schizophrenic, 
you're um, you're down one minute, like low, 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 low through the floor. Next minute, you're high as a kite. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. It turns out that it's not because of bipolar. It's because of ADHD. Um, and yeah, maybe I'm a bit old to get a formal diagnosis on it, but I need to. I need to manage it. I need to be able to cope with it a little bit better. And once I've got that sorted out, that'll make my life. I'm guessing that'll make my life easier. I can't really tell. I am happy as I am at the moment. While I'm recording this, I feel absolutely normal. However, normal for me is not what normal for you is. And you might think, oh my God, this bloke's a fucking lunatic. Uh, he's happy, he's positive. He speaks like a fake cockney, because I am. Um, but he um, he must have everything he wants in his world. I'm currently sat here with no job other than my PT stuff, which isn't particularly good at the moment. We've got the Institute, which is building up both ladies and gents. And I've got one other little thing in the pipeline. But all these things take time to build up. And you would think, talking to me, if you didn't know that, that I didn't have a care in the world. But I'm very good at masking my true self. I'm very good at putting a mask on any problems that I may or may not have. I've learned to keep my mouth shut around certain things these days, which is quite hard for me. You can tell when I'm keeping my mouth shut because I'm literally keeping, I'm literally look like I'm about to explode. I'm biting my tongue. But there we go. So anyway, don't be scared to talk about it because there are other people out there that are having problems. There are other people that might think you're weird, but who gives a fuck? You, you are you. Just remember that if you are on the other side of it and you see someone maybe looking a little bit down, you asking if they're okay won't do very much. But just ask about the weather. You know, uh, shit weather having. Uh, it's going to be like this forever, isn't it? Or where are you off to today? People don't always react in the way you want them to react, but wouldn't you rather that than the next thing you see on the news is that someone's jumped in front of a train or something to that effect? And that's a bit dark, but these things happen. And there is a story of a lady that was uh, sat in a train station and she was thinking about ending her life. And someone gave her the time of day. She never knew who that person was, but someone gave her the time of day. Someone asked her, asked her about the weather along those lines. She got to chatting. Half hour later, she's still chimagging with a bloke. And then she's getting on the train at me as Larry and start to sort of life out. And that is sort of quite an inspiring story. Um, there is something that you'll find out about, about me. And I don't particularly want to talk about it right now. So I'll save it. But something similar happens in those in those years of my adolescence. And there was someone out there that made the phone call. Didn't even realise what he'd done, to be fair. We just met up for a chat afterwards, but he took me in to kind of meet him. He was quite persuasive in meeting him. He must have known something's wrong. And that's why I'm still here now. And to be honest, I would rather see someone helped out. I'd rather take shit from a conversation. I'd rather, I'd rather someone call me a cunt for asking them if they're all right or if they're nosy, they're not at all. Because as I said, 
you never know how it's going to change someone's life. So, to summarise, because this is quite a long one for me, don't be scared to talk about your problems. There'll always be someone out there that listens. There'll always be someone out there that says something quite the contrary. But fuck them. You do you. Not everyone is right. And maybe that person is suffering too. But we need to spread more positivity through social media. And we need to spend more time with each other. More time on each other. So, that is me. All done for the day. I hope this has helped someone out there. Please uh, give us a share and some likes on the um, on Apple, on iTunes. And please give me some feedback. I really appreciate it. Hulk out.